Nothing is concealed that will not be revealed, nor a secret that will not be known. Is it a threat or a promise? Three months ago, at a church in Connecticut, as the priest was distributing Holy Communion at a Sunday Mass, a miracle appears to have happened. A modern-day multiplication of the loaves and fishes, if you will. The article that we sent around this week told the story that at the Mass, the sacrifice that took place is now being scientifically analyzed to ascertain what exactly took place. But is there any wonder for us as a people of faith that he who fed the thousands on the hillside and he who is present, body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Holy Eucharist could not do so. For nothing is concealed that will not be revealed. This week, Pope Francis was visited by a contingent from the U.S., and he spoke on this very same subject. He said to them that the Eucharist is God's response to the deepest hunger of the human heart, the hunger for authentic life. For in the Eucharist, Christ himself is truly in our midst to nourish, console, and sustain us on our journey. But he admitted, sadly, nowadays, there are those among the Catholic faithful who believe that the Eucharist is more a symbol than the reality of the Lord's presence and love. In no uncertain terms, our Holy Father said, it's more than a symbol. It is the real and loving presence of the Lord. Now, is he seen in the gift? No. But still just as truly there. For, as the Gospel tells us today, nothing concealed that will not be revealed. The world that we live in can get us feeling a little like Jeremiah, doesn't it? Where whenever we speak the truth, it can feel like terror on every side, like the crowds gathered and denouncing us, whether in person or all the more these days on social media. I can feel, as the author of Psalm 69 said, that bearing insult and shame have become the outcast of my brothers. When these things are happening to us, where do we go? What do we do? Is there any hope? for us, because it happens to one and all. And I propose to you, I think the whole church, the Eucharistic revival, the gospel itself says, yeah, there is a good place to go, right here, to Jesus in the Holy Eucharist. And we've got some visitors with us today. You're very welcome here. but. To recap, we've been going through Bishop Barron's book, This Is My Body, in the last two weeks and finishing it up today in the third chapter. The first chapter was all about the meal of the Eucharist. The last week's chapter was about the sacrifice of the Mass. And today it's about 
the real presence of Jesus in the Holy Eucharist. And Bishop Barron gives in the third and longest chapter this great treatment of the reality and the history of the teaching of the real presence through the church. If you ever wondered if it had always been the teaching of the church, go to this chapter. If you wanted to know how it was, what the great theologians, what the great philosophers had pondered through the ages, the greatest minds of the church and the world, how could it be that bread and wine became Jesus' body and blood, soul and divinity, while still looking, smelling, and tasting like ordinary bread and wine? Go to that chapter. The true confession. For me, when I'm feeling like Jeremiah, when I'm feeling like the author of the psalm, I'm not looking for a theological statement. I'm not even looking for a nice story of an apparent miracle in New England. They don't satisfy. The truth, the truth is important. Wonders are inspiring. But brokenness, when we're feeling brokenness in our very hearts, brokenness is only healed with presence. No, not gifts, not those kind of presents, but the presence of the other. To acknowledge him, who will acknowledge me, as the gospel says, before his heavenly Father, not to deny him, but to be present to the Lord. And we do so. Every time we come here, when we, when we acknowledge Jesus present there in the tabernacle by genuflecting or, or bowing when we enter the church, when we visit our church in a quiet moment, whether it's early on a Sunday morning before the busyness of Mass takes place, or as so many of you do, midway through the week, sometimes daily, coming for a, a quiet visit to be in His presence, to to share that denouncement that we were feeling in our hearts, that abandonment, and to let his healing balm of his presence wash over us. Maybe we don't have time for a visit one day, but we're driving by and we, we bless ourselves as we do so, just acknowledging he who is present here. Or when we're, as Paul was so clearly aware in our reading today, aware of the sin of the world, the sin of our own lives, to make a regular confession, to go to the sacrament of reconciliation, to acknowledge our sins, that yes, with the arrival of sin in the world, death came into the world, and with my own sins, I know death will come, but that Jesus, in his gracious gift, he overflows for the many. I hope you know this Tuesday and Wednesday we're offering another day of mercy with extended hours of confession. May we never receive Holy Communion aware of serious sin in our hearts and in our souls. That's the equivalent of spiritual despair, spiritual suicide. But to come as worthily as we can to, into his presence and to receive his Holy Eucharist. When we do so, it's not despair that we feel. But this is how Bishop Barron ends and how I will today. 
The Eucharist is food that effectively immortalizes those who consume it to be immortal. If Christ is really present in the Eucharistic elements, the one who eats and drinks the Lord's body and blood becomes configured to Christ. The Eucharist Christifies and hence eternalizes. If the doctrine of the real presence is true, he concludes, then this literal eternalization of the recipient of communion must be maintained. To receive here, to come with that open mind and open heart, that what we are present before is the eternal one, and we are what we eat. To become eternal, to be immortalized. You see, he whispered the words of consecration in the upper room on Holy Thursday night. But may we from the rooftops proclaim them. This is my body, this is my blood. Not to be concealed, but to be revealed. Not to be secret, but to be made known. Not only to be whispered, but to be proclaimed from the rooftops.